Hi, I'm Dave Barnes. And I'm John McLaughlin. And welcome to Dadville. Dadville is a podcast where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of awesome dadding. It's funny thoughts and deep talks. So please, enjoy your time here in Dadville and enjoy this episode with... Bobby So then our waiter says, that's why Robin had to be his sidekick. Because Batman couldn't have gone with anybody else, which is ridiculous. Huh. Yeah. And the guy was in a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> yes! That's what which I was is so actually mad. kind of offensive. <laughs> it was, it was a weird restaurant. Um, John. Dave. Before we get into this episode, okay. I want you to know, I feel great. I really do. Yeah, well, you look great. Thank you. Yeah. We have Bobby on the show today. Yeah, a we big do. get for us. Yes, we do. exciting get. And I did everything I could to prepare. Everything. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Did you do your regular set of, like... Uh, Yingwei Mountain. Are you talking about Yingwei Malmstein? Yeah, yeah, You yeah. love him, but I you always never get... No, I know. You get excited. I and you never miss. pronounce it. The power squats before I got here. Is that what yeah. you're going to ask? Yeah. yeah. I actually, two whole sets. You did two, two whole sets. sets. I Jeez. also had my daily dose of, guess what? Athletic AG Athletic Green. That's right. I knew it. Yep. That's why you have this glow yes. to you. I mean, you always have it, but when you have your AG1, <laughs> it's radiant. It is, yeah. And we're so excited to have Athletic Greens sponsor yeah. today's episode. AG1 is a powerful daily health supplement that's easy to use and takes under a minute to make. Also, Dave, mm-hmm. I know some stuff about AG1. Too, oh, so nice. Let me say, Let's go AG1 Let's is go. packed with all the nutrients you need to stay healthy and energized. And all you have to do is mix one scoop of powder with water once a day. Boom. Wait, 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 wait. That's one, it. One, one scoop. One scoop. That's One it. thing of water. One spoon. Or you can do two spoons if hey, you want. Hey, real talk. Th- that's that's crazy to me because at Baskin Robbins, it'd be all, uh-huh. I'm more of a two-scoop guy. Ah, uh, yeah. yep. Yep, I get that. And AG1 has been part of millions of mornings since 2010. It's the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute. I started taking AG1 because I really needed a supplement that tasted great. Mm-hmm. And while recording this new album, I needed yep. energy for Yay. all those centaur overdubs. You Yay. know what I'm talking about. You know that life. You know the centaur life. <laughs> you didn't call me for this. Mm. Uh, well, right actually, across the well, street. Well, no. You were on tour. And I uh, had okay. only rented the elephant for one day. <laughs> Union rules. You know that. <laughs> Come on. Music I uh, bet that elephant didn't bring the increased energy and mood support that AG1 would have given me, my friend. Okay. AG1 makes it easy to live your best life best life two bests mm-hmm. and who doesn't want that get this john Are you ready okay, buckle i'm ready up, buckle yep. up each scoop of ag1 is packed with more than 75 vitamins minerals and whole food sourced ingredients it's a one-stop shop for all your daily health needs i mean just look at your nails Dave. impeccable look at them and if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase. You could go so many places with less travel I, packs. I, it's not, I don't want to say I don't believe you, but it can't be right because it's too good, John. It's too good. I agree. All you need to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash dadville. That's right. That's athleticgreens.com slash dadville and get your free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Bobby, we are... So excited to have you on. No, I already so... told him You don't have to say that. Okay, you did. Okay, good. I already said we were excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You've already done the excited thing. Where, where are you, Bobby? Uh, in Cal- I'm in a closet in California. Mm, aren't we all? Mm-hmm. Aren't yeah. we yeah. all? In a way. Uh, in a way. In our, in our own ways. Um, we are so excited to have you on the show, Bobby. I'm, I'm telling you, this is... This is kind of one of our Mount Rushmore uh, excitement <laughs> levels for guests on the show. Um, I'm not I feel lie. like so, we need to we need to start with just a solid apology. I, I understand. I'm going to be a real. Uh, I'm not going to say a lot. And well, it kind of you, you you have enough respect from us that that would be expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> yeah, you have the right. To <laughs> I appreciate the talent it. level is high finally, enough that if fi- you want to come in, finally, that way, what I've been yeah, searching yeah. for. <laughs> You're here. We're going to be fast friends. Uh, okay, so so we do we, we start Dadville with what we call the brag sheet, which is just kind of like uh, everything you've done that we we get to um, brag about you on. And I'm going to read it, so buckle up because this is your life. Uh, okay, it's where it's where I remember and go, oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's what <laughs> ends up happening. Yeah. So <laughs> originally from East Chester, New York, cast member on SNL from 2008 to 2017, was a sketch regular on Late Night with Conan. 
this is uh, this is one of the most amazing things, and I love that um, our producer appeared in a ton, and ton is all capitalized, of shows, including, <laughs> buckle up, folks, here we go, 30 Rock, Girls, Portlandia, Sesame Street, Aqua Teen, Hunger Force, which, God, how great is that show, Drunk History, The Simpsons, Descendants 2, DuckTales, RuPaul's Drag Race, Bob's Burgers, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Documentary Now, and Mr. Major, Mayor. Which is, that's amazing, by the way. We'll get back to that. Did voice work on The Secret Life of Pets, 1 and 2, Inside Out, Monsters University, married Broadway actress Bren O'Malley in 2016. They had their My daughter at 17. Yeah, there it is, there it is, there it is. So tight. He's currently working on Jerry Seinfeld's new film, Unfrosted, The Pop-Tart Story, and Just Rap. Did you Just Rap working on the, the If movie with John Krasinski? Or is that, are you still doing that? Yes. Yeah. Just Rap. <laughs> um, nice. And, and... Which is why we're uh, another reason we're so excited to have him on. Wrote a children's book called "Not All Sheep Are Boring." Uh, Bobby, we are so excited to have you. So excited I to have, have you. I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta okay, run. That's, fair. that's great. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. All, I think that's we have all enough. I had time to hear. <laughs> this <laughs> went. Ex- that's actually all the material we had. That's all I <laughs> wanted to hear. I, by the way, love this podcast. It's, it's great. I'm in, guys. It's wonderful. So something that we love to ask people after going through that is like, what is it when you hear those things read? Like, how do you feel? Like, what what are the things that you sort of feel hearing this sort of like, this is your life? Uh, while you were reading that, I was thinking it's funny because you just asked me how my morning was. And my first thought was like, just to say it's good rather than say like, today was fancy Friday. I had to get, we had my, my, I, my wife had to get my daughter in a fancy Friday outfit and get her off to school. And we had a rough time. And like, it was a normal, like it was an insane, normal dad morning. And then when you start yeah. reading that stuff, I think it's hilarious. Cause I go, Oh yeah. Yeah, no, I did all that <laughs> stuff too. But like, but hold on one second, because I got like, the I yeah, just did right laundry. There. Like I, I'm doing laundry also. <laughs> like it's, it's a, uh, it's it's that insane. Sometimes it's really weird to hear. <laughs> yeah. Before yeah. Dave, before you jumped on, we were chatting, and I'm like, the listeners can't see this right now, but like, you know, you've got a very pro setup. You got a pro microphone. Your little like windscreen there is has like the pro attachment. Yeah, you got nice headphones. <laughs> and then <laughs> he pans to the. I'm like, man, this setup is great. He pans to the right, and it's. You're in a closet. It's closed. <laughs> closed and closed. You know what I also like, Bobby, that's really making me giggle, is that you have a windscreen mic and then another windscreen in case there's a really strong draft. That this, you is, can... this is for my, my second mic and my second mouth. <laughs> Look at no, you. I, I, just... <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just have I have I do have another uh another Look microphone set up just in case. Yeah, I I, I do lots of voiceovers and podcasts and so do you trying. do, do, you do your voiceovers there? Uh, since the pa- I mean, once the pandemic hit, I I mean, I lived in my closet for months during the pandemic. I I really I recorded, wrote, recorded, and produced two cartoons in this closet, like no during way. the pandemic. Amazing. Yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, for a while, I mean, I spent more time in this closet during the pandemic than anywhere else. Uh, and now I go back out more, but yeah, like it's. I mean, like for stuff like this, like I would have had to yeah. come to yeah. you guys. Like now, right. like now yeah. it's just like, yeah, no, let yeah. me do it. I'll, yeah, sure, I'll do it. It's in my closet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> head back to the closet. Yeah, As a little yeah. tear voiceover, voiceover work, the greatest work that there is. Yes. I also, it's funny to, I just wanted to say this too. Uh, recently, I walked into my closet and my daughter said, Are you going to work? <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I was like, yeah. Which is a completely reasonable question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to work. I'll see you later. <laughs> I would love, like, when she goes to school and, like, so now what's your daddy doing? She's like, he works, he works in a closet. closet. And everybody's like, uh, oh. I heard her say okay. it once, and she said, she said, her answer was, he works with minions. <laughs> <laughs> she saw a picture of me once from Mr. Mayor standing next to him in a min, a guy in a minion outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I did this at work today. And now she just, thinks i'm yeah that's I it work that's all she did yeah i always have these moments where like like dave and i you know are, we have this podcast we're also musicians and we whenever we you know have a new episode come out we take these ridiculous photos like we will with your photo and you know my kids will, will be around dave's kids will be around seeing us take these ridiculous photos where sometimes our faces are pressed up against each other sometimes we're shirtless you never know what the art form is going to call for that day and i always think of like whatever you're feeling like that day yeah and i always think of like my my papa who was like fought in the navy and was like on you know 
<laughs> and he, if he could flash forward and be like, so this is what my grandson does. Yeah. Uh, such judgment, such discipline. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyway, shame. my dad's favorite was Phil Sims. Like I, my, I remember my dad, my dad was like not a big uh, uh, Hollywood guy. And I, but I do remember him having this say this once. And to this day, it's the funniest thing he's ever said to me. He saw that Jason, it was like some rumor going around that Jason Sudeikis was dating Jennifer Aniston or so. I don't know. It might even be true. I don't even remember. But uh-huh. he, while I was on SNL and uh, I had, and he goes, uh, he goes, uh, uh, you, uh, you, you, you see, this Jason Sudeikis is hanging out with uh, Jennifer Aniston, huh? And he goes, yeah. He goes, yeah. I go, yeah. He goes, oh, cool. And you met the Muppets. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was, he was real proud that I was like so psyched to meet the Muppets. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what a, what a perfect dagger. Oh my yeah, god. It it's, it's the, it's the, the, the funniest thing he's ever said. Yeah, it's just so well placed, dude. Just right where he knew that's where the knife is going to find the most purchase. Yeah, one of the things that we are excited about having you on. So, John and I, um, I'll give you a little of my history. I grew up, my dad is a preacher, wonderful family, and I'm really thankful. So, not the kind that, like, you know, um, my eye twitches every three minutes, it does anyway, but like, not because of that. (laughs) But one of the things that was really interesting about my dad is he's got, and my mom, they have a great sense of humor, and so. You would think growing up in like a family like that, it'd be like, no, you know, we don't watch these things, whatever. But humor was the like the one thing that my parents were always like, if it's funny, you can basically watch it. And so SNL for me was formative growing up. And I know, I mean, I watched it from birth until forever. And so one of the things we're so about, excited about having you on is that we've just never, I've never, I've met a couple of people in passing and worked on the show, but never like had a chance to really sit and talk at all for you know the five hours that we'll have you on now for but but like you know (laughs) that feels like a lot feels like a lot um but but so we're so excited and you'll have to forgive us just our enthusiasm for this is is pretty i get it i'm the i'm the same i i grew up watching okay good okay good good so one of the things that that you know first of all we're not just excited that we have a cast member but you i'm not being not trying to appease one of the greats you are one uh, to me. You are in that top five, ten all time. Uh, no, no, I mean this. I mean that's this. Like, very, that's very sweet of your personal. No, opinion. it is. It is. I, I think there's a, you there's are 140 so, people or something like that so that's ever funny. been on that show. But that, Bobby, that, that's an insane it's, it's, thing to say. You, you are a mutant of humor, and so Thank you. Oh, that, one of the things that I was I'm wondering. Get the t-shirt, mate. No, well, it, it's it, I've already got the dot com. <laughs> I, I feel like um, one of the things that I wanted to sort of ask you because you, to me, I think what makes really great cast members um, is obviously they're funny, but they have characters that are funny and consistent. And and you just had, I mean, John and I were looking at your Wikipedia page of just some of your characters, and I and we kept pulling up YouTube because I was like, oh my gosh, I even forgot about. Like, uh, is it Crispino, you know, that does the, the, I mean, what a genius so character, so right? But when you have some, I've always wanted to ask comics that have been on the show, like you have for so long, you have a character, right? Let's say it's drunk uncle. Let's say it's Crispino, whoever it is. When you're sitting in those rooms and you've got the inkling, you're like, oh, I think this is good. Do you, do you just, is it, do you see that it's happening in the room? You're like, oh, people are thinking this is funny. Or is it something where you're like, it doesn't matter because this is probably the funniest group of people in one room in the world, and this is going to be a hard sell. I just have to stick to my guns and know this is funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I think the thing about SNL that I realize now, five years after being off of it, and now having since been back once, Mm -hmm. is like... It was so insane. It changed every, the rules changed every week. I, there were times when I thought like, I finally understand this place and I was wrong. And there was times where I was like, I have no idea what's going on. And I was actually doing better than I thought I was. But like, you know, like, and looking back now, like going back, like it was, I should have just had, I I wish I had just had much more fun. It was everything to me. I didn't have a kid. I didn't have a wife. Mm. It, the show was my kid and my right. wife and my first love since I was a kid. Yeah. I, 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 I yeah. love that show. My life's dream was to be on that show. I have a video of me wow. as a kid 
with my uh going my mom going bobby moynihan and me coming out of the bathroom like like filming my like you know like i I wanted to i wanted to be on snl like it was it was and then it happened it's nuts and 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 it, it it's insane but like I had written something for like 12 hours that I was 100% sure was going to be the next big SNL character. And then at five o'clock in the morning, right before I left, Jost was like, uh, do you have any ideas for update? And I was like, I do this like drunk guy. I make my friend laugh. And he was like, I'll, we'll write like maybe like a, like a drunk uncle. And I was like, I love that. And we talked for 10 minutes and then he was like, I'll write it up. And I gave him a couple jokes and we and then I went home, forgot about it, and just practiced the other sketch because I was so excited about it. I couldn't sleep. I was so excited. I was like, yeah. this is gonna be my breakout character. And I it and that sketch came up third in the read through. I I was uh my name was Lionel. I was a suit salesman. And I just kept telling people to not waste my time. He was a real suit salesman that I had when I was buying my suit for my <laughs> my wedding and i was like this guy's a maniac i'm gonna you do him as a as a character on tv and it just bombed like instantly bombed and i knew it i was like what's happening i could i was almost laughing because i was like oh this is okay that's terrible (laughs) and i i i have a very 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 distinct memory of be of of like laughing it off and Uh being like i hope that drunk uncle thing works because i got nothing else this week and then like the second drunk uncle ended i was like oh not only am i doing that this week i can't wait to do it and i was so stupid because i didn't see it and like I had confidence in it, confidence in it, not like because I was like, I did it. Like, finally, it was more like, yeah. oh, people like that. Like, so I'll I'll keep doing more of that. And it wasn't I wasn't forcing it. I wasn't trying. I was just yeah. I was just being dumb. And like, <laughs> if you watch the first drunk uncle, it's completely different than any of the other ones. It's like there's one drunk uncle and then there's me having a good time 20 or 15 <laughs> times after that. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's yeah, one yeah. where I'm in character, and then the rest is me doing a bit about <laughs> drunk uncle. <laughs> it's so good. So, are you when when you're doing that, like a character like that, especially at, at Weekend Update? Can you feel? Can you feel it? Are you like, oh, this is sticking? Like this is happening? <laughs> I, I went back recently, and I was. They called me up, and they I got a text on a Monday saying, "Hey, I haven't, you know, I haven't been on the show in five years. I've been a dad since then. A lot of stuff has happened yeah. since then." And then I just got a text on Monday saying, "Hey, are you around this Saturday? Tom Hanks wants to do David Pumpkins," and I'm just like, instantly, it was a show week again. Like, yeah, this yeah. flip just got sw- switched, and then I didn't hear a single word. I'm in California, and then I just got like. <laughs> flight info on thursday and i was like I guess i'm going to snl this weekend and like oh my gosh flew in friday so morning rehearsed with tom once friday night and like realized that like it's weird to go to your old job like again and like tom hanks and keenan thompson are the only ones you know yeah 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 <laughs> and like that is crazy it was weird but like it was awesome the ca- the new cast is great and then yeah doing drunk uncle again I, I uh, not nervous. Had so much fun. Had a had yeah. a blast. Came out. Had an absolute blast. Like my hat fell off. Couldn't have cared. Like I, it was an absolute blast from start to finish. I was so comfortable. I called him Seth by accident. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so I I watched this. That was arguably the funniest moment where you called him Seth. Yeah, I've done it before in Drunk Uncle. Like I I used to do it all the time. I think it's funny to call him Seth. But yeah. I did it so much that Lauren would be like, we don't do it. I did it before in Drunk Uncle. And then this, but this time I honestly just did it by accident. I think I there's like a line right before it where I pronounced his name wrong. I, yeah. I'm getting I'm getting way too deep into explanations now, but I call Keenan. I've just always called Keenan Creenan. I go Creenan. I just weird nickname <laughs> thing. You know, it just that's Dang. what it is. And I was feeling loose and I went to call Colin Crowlin and I accidentally called him Karen. I was just being weird, and and I realized that, and I was like, "Well, that was stupid." And I was thinking about how I was being stupid, and I called him Seth. I was so I mean, comfortable and having so much fun that, like, it just came out. But yeah, I, I, yeah, it was. That's maybe the most fun I've ever had on that show was the coming back and doing that last one because well, I was on a plane at nine a.m. and I went back going like, <laughs> "That was a blast!" Like it wasn't like. <laughs> I have to impress dad. I have to impress Lorne. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, like, nothing uh, to lose. Like, you know, every day, like it was, it was nice to go back and, and, and just have fun 
and relax and not not be a, not be a a worry wart. I got a question about um, when I went to your Wikipedia page. It, they have they have listed all the impressions that you can do, right? It's just like well it's that this, I've done <laughs> that you've done. <laughs> so I'm wondering, like you know, I'm a piano player, and I I I. I'll practice some song for a long time and I've got it nailed, right? And then there's this other level that always happens, to me at least, where I learn the song, I can nail this song, I can play it in my sleep, and then I get some weird sort of like yips with the song. It happens to me every time and I have to like just work through that. And yesterday I was thinking like, I wonder if that ever happens with you with impressions we're like you've got it like you've you've been working on it you've got this nailed and then friday to run through it, it it's great and then like a, around before the show you're like oh no no no! now i'm starting up my, my brain's like reversing on itself i can't figure out why i can't do it anymore. yeah 100 um i can give you i can you can watch it happen in real time if you want also uh <laughs> I, I i i also want to say like i i'm not an impressionist like jay farrow and those guys are impressionists yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I was somebody who was like, I think I was like shapes. I was either like, like I got lucky with Snooky and Guy Fieri, like loud Italians, like fine. <laughs> like, you know, like, like, but, but like, they're not impressions, you know, like I'm not, I'm not really like a mimic, like those guys right, like right. sounding like them. Like I was more shapes. Like it was like, you're Rosie O'Donnell, you're like, they just made me big weirdos usually male or right. female at the time. <laughs> and like, it was just kind of that thing. I was, I'm not very, I hate doing impressions. I hate, I hate because there are people like Jay and Phil Hartman and, 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 and Cecily and like uh, these people who can just do them. Taryn kill them right. too. Like, you know, like uh, they, I remember I have like a night where they asked me to play Rudy Giuliani once. And I, I remember thinking like, this is a big thing. Like if, like if I could get this, <laughs> I would be on every week. And I was just like, and I know now that it's going to bomb at the table because I don't have a Giuliani. Like, and my Giuliani would be me going like, Hey, how you doing everybody? Like, and <laughs> And like it's, it would just be stupid, and and right. it was the most embarrassing. It bombed. It may be the worst, the hardest I've ever bombed. Uh, my least favorite impression I ever did was Sam Kennison because I actually tried and it was oh awful. Um, yeah. But if you want to see me, if you want to see like what you're exactly what you're explaining happen <laughs> in real time, unraveling. there's a sketch when January Jones hosted uh, oh. with Jason. Um, it was a rear window sketch. The whole joke was that they're shooting rear window with Alfred Hitchcock. And every time she opens the window, she kept farting. And that's why it, it was a real highbrow one. And uh, <laughs> and I'm Alfred Hitchcock. And they told me I was Alfred Hitchcock on Tuesday. And I just cried until Saturday because I was like, I don't. I can't do it. And the first line, my first line is 100% Alfred Hitchcock. I've never been more proud of myself. And then from that moment on, I am Lorne Michaels. I'm just like, right. Yeah. 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 Right. It's, it's terrible. It's terrible. I can only imagine two of those moments. And I think what makes me last part is like, you know, it's happening and you can't stop it. Like it's, uh, that it's one just... particular, I could hear myself doing Lauren, and I was like, "I'm getting fired!" Like, <laughs> like I'm mocking my boss by accident, and I don't know what happened. Yeah, it just so, crumbled. That's so, great. so one of the things that I thought was really interesting is I was thinking about all the characters you did. Is there was a real, which is so funny now that you had this children's book, and I'm not trying to make some great time, but to me. And so many of the characters that you sort of originated for the show, there is this sort of juvenile nature to them. Like there's a real kind of like childlike thing to them. Is that something that you meant to do or you knew what you're doing? Is that just kind of like a space well, you I love to live in? I that's something I have as well, maybe, you, you know, like I think that maybe comes through anyway. But yeah, I, I think I just enjoy playing confident uh, infantile adults <laughs> who think they're smarter than they are or aren't <laughs> right right uh, right right lovable yeah, dummies i uh, love a yeah, lovable yeah, yeah. dummy um, which is funny because on mr mayor that's not you know that's not the character it's very much the opposite it sort of feels like you're the guy that's you know what i mean that's why that character is so interesting to me because it feels like you're much more managerial and while there is some you know there's comedy and aloofness but you know it was funny it's it was fun seeing you play that character 
Yeah, was that straight. one was fun to play because it was it was when Tina Tina and Robert Carlock write uh, for the way I love to act, like meaning like complete insanity, like absurd. We're going to start at a completely grounded point and we're going to go so absurd, but we're never getting off that grounded line. Right. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite thing to play is like a sincere moment while you're riding like a giraffe like or something like <laughs> insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like trying, like sitting on a giraffe's back and trying to explain something very serious to someone is right. something I would yeah. love to do. Yeah. I don't think that would happen on Mr. Mayor, but. Or yeah, it's yeah. Now, so it doesn't matter. But I would have loved to have done that. I will do that yeah. in my career. Sometime. I hope we see that sometime soon. Well, I just enjoyed it so much because because again, your pedigree was so much fun and silly. And then seeing you having to try to play somebody who's who's not that, even though it played that way sometimes, was like, man, that's really interesting. You know, it was fun. That was a fun character to play. I wish I got to do it forever. <laughs> so- so yeah. this morning, Dave and I were were chatting, and we were actually this question came from a, a another conversation we were having about music and how we you know we both have been artists, songwriter, singer songwriters for like twenty years now, and we were talking about how how much experience we have and just like how it feels good to to you know not be on day one of this thing anymore, and and some of the benefits from that that like you know like when I get up on stage my heart rate's a little bit lower. I can feel a little bit more in the moment, et cetera, et cetera. And so I was curious, like, what would you say your, um, like, how do you feel your experience kind of like, what advantages do the, those give you at this point in your career? Do they play out when you're up on stage and, you know, like I just said, you're able to be a little more calm or do they play out in your writing? Do they play out in your, how how, do, how does those how did that play out for you? I think now, I guess from what you're saying is like I guess what I'm experiencing now. I turned 46 in a couple of days, and like what I'm experiencing now, when I get a job, it's like the first time where like I'm on a set or something and like I walk in, I sit down, I'm doing my stuff, and I see somebody who like it's their first job. And I'm like, oh, look at like, you know, like, like, or, or something yeah. like, you know, like I, I, I don't, I seem, I don't see myself as an, as like the newbie. Hmm. I still, but I still feel that way. You know what I mean? Like you still have the anxieties and the nervousness and obviously everything. And maybe I do more so than others, but, uh, but like you still want to do a good job. I still have that please Lauren inside of me, but also that. <laughs> please Lauren has gotten older as well. Like, you know, so like, I just, you know, like that, that part of me has gotten older as well. So it definitely, like I'm noticing that I definitely notice the change in myself of like, wow, I've been doing this for a while. Like I'm deaf. Like I, I can't call myself green anymore. Kind of like, you know, like right. it, it, that part is interesting, even though, you know, it's like when you list all those things, it, it's it's crazy to me because it sounds like I'm super busy with like my acting career all the time. And it's like mm. uh-huh. I'm in a wonderful place right now of like I love the amount that I'm working and writing and creating and what I'm doing and how mm. much I get to be with my family and live yeah a very different life than I got to stay up 27 hours a day and write the funniest thing. And if not, I'm not cool. And also yeah, I have to live my life that way. Like it was a crazy time. That was nuts. I wouldn't have given it up to the world. That, that's yeah. the thing that is always so surprising to me about finding out about the SNL schedule. Like, you know, like hearing those interviews intermittently where someone's like, yeah, you just never sleep. You're in this constant foot race with the rest of the cast to try, like, like you, you've referenced, referenced this, I think, a couple times already. Just in this, uh, in this podcast, is like, you know, you're trying to get on every week. It's about like, yeah, I want to be in front of, you know, like it's just you, like, I, I there, I was on 194 episodes, and there were 15 sketches a week, and only 18 of those made it to air. So. That's how I so fifteen times uh fifteen times one hundred and ninety four times oh like I was auditioning to be on a show I was already on yeah yes and that's like a great it definitely it. changed my brain and how it in in like the in like 
the sense of like I was like I don't ever feel safe anywhere because <laughs> I'm like it could, this could go away at any second. Like, <laughs> which has got to be like for your just for your body, like that low level hum of anxiety oh, yeah. has got to be so taxing. When when people get SNL, sometimes they're like, "Oh, can hey, would you talk to this person? They just got SNL." And like I used to be like, "Sure," and now I'm like, just tell them to get a therapist. That's the only. <laughs> yeah. That's I wish somebody had said, "Congratulations, <laughs> here's your therapist," and and you're on Saturday Night Live, and like it's just a great, you know, like it's just get therapy, talk to somebody about your problems and your and confusing yes, yeah. crazy life because it was nuts. It was nuts. Are you able to? Are you able to watch the show now? Do you want to watch the oh, show? Yeah. Or- What's your relationship yes, with it? Yeah, now? I mean, I'm, I, I have to say, yes, uh, I love watching the show. There's something, there's something about that show that I love, and I just saw it again th- this past weekend, which is Aubrey Plaza just hosted, and Aubrey Plaza is a friend of mine from we started. I mean, like I started doing comedy at Upright Citizens Brigade with Aubrey and Neil Casey, another guy, he was in Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. He's a phenomenal writer. Mm -hmm. And like we were on, as we shared an office at SNL together and he went back to go help Aubrey write. Mm -hmm. And like to get to watch that episode, that was really like, I was on the show when people I knew hosted, like when people I had known from comedy came and hosted, I wasn't there when Donald Glover hosted, but like, he was like, that was the first one where I was like, Jesus, like now friends of mine that I grew up with are hosting the show. And like Aubrey was the first one where I watched and like cried. Cause I was like, yeah, man, this is what this show is about. Mm. Like she was, she was the best. She was hilarious. She should have been on that show. She could have been on that show. And like she did it, she finally got there. Like I think she auditioned for it. I'm yeah. not positive, but like whatever. It all I was so happy because it was just so wonderful, and to yeah. see them walk through the studio again, and like it's just everything I love about that show. And like that was yeah. Yes, I I love yeah. watching it. I love it. That's good. What are what are some of like when you think about it now? I mean, this is such a that guy question. It shows you how much of a fan I am. But what are like some of your favorite moments when you think back? Like either because I think too, what is so cool about it, or I imagine it's cool about it. Y'all might have hated it, but you know, you're having these people that are coming through. Like you know, Paul McCartney is a guest, or yeah, I had a slice of pizza with Paul McCartney once. Like you know, like that. Like it's just like nuts. There you it's go. That's what like I mean. That. It's those moments. It's it's. Yeah, I was standing at the page desk talking to Jenna, the stage manager, and he just popped out of a dressing room with a box of pizza. And he said, does anybody want some pizza? And like the next thing you know, we're sitting there talking about New York pizza. And I was like, I worked at a pizza place on 44th and he wrote it down. And yeah, he's great. And then like you see him again and he's like, hello, Bobby. And you're like, hello, Paul. And you're like, what's happening? And then. And then three months later, I sang uh, Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time. Or no, no, no. Um. Santa Claus is coming to town with him and Bruce Springsteen on stage. And you're just Come like, on. what's happening? And then you go home and it's weird. <laughs> I can't. And so I said, I can't confirm this, but I hear that when John Lennon was writing, all you need is love. It was actually, and it wasn't a typo. All you need is gloves because he was into boxing. Now, again, none of that I can confirm, mm. but it, it, mm. it feels right when you listen to that song. Yeah. 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 I think I told you that. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, that was a, I shouldn't have told that whole story. I know it takes like an hour. No, I told you it literally right before you told it to me, kind of a thing. Well, it's all in the presentation. It's fine. Yeah, no. I had fun listening to it. <laughs> we anyway, had fun. Dave, yeah. after we get done with these ads, yeah. I think we should grab some dinner. What do okay. you think? Sure. But first, okay. should we go out or make something home? What do you think? Uh, see, usually that's a tough call. Mm-hmm. But when you have butcher box. It couldn't be easier, Dave. Yeah. Stay with me. Yeah. Okay. I can't tell you how many times I've thrown a few steaks and burgers on the grill. Yeah. Instead of heading out and dealing with the traffic, yep. the parking. parking. Yeah. Those legions of dad bill fans who we love, Ugh. but they're tough to get around. Yeah. It's simply hard to walk down the street sometimes. It is. I know. I'm glad you said that. Crippling fame is no joke. It's I mean, no, people laugh it's at it. No it's hard. <laughs> But ButcherBox is the place for high-quality meats delivered right to your door. Yep. And when I say high-quality ingredients, what comes to mind? Uh, Let's see. Probably something free-range or wild-caught. Yeah, perfect. Because that's exactly what BB, the Butchie Bobo, as I call it, ButcherBox, brings to the table. Literally. Literally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. ButcherBox serves up 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, no crates, and wild-caught seafood. I'll tell you what, Dave. If we're cooking up that seafood, I doubt you'll get any 
because I I get pretty shellfish when I'm eating it. Come on. Oh, that's a stone cold classic dad joke. Hall of Fame. Hall yeah. of Fame. Keep yeah. going because I just need a minute, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Butcher Box it. delivers directly to your front door. Front door step. No, I like doors and steps. Doors and steps. Yeah, Either yeah. one. You want what it at the door or if you have a step, you, they'll put it right on there. Whatever's first. <laughs> they're going to put it there. And there's always free shipping. Yeah. Always. And if you need some culinary inspirado, Ooh. Butcher Box has you covered. Tell them, Dave. Okay, I'm sorry. I was I had a little giggle fest. 2000. Yeah. And I was the headliner. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen. We have a deal for our loyal listeners because we love yeah. them. Okay, get this. Yeah, we do. Get free. I can't believe I'm saying this. Say it. Get free chicken nuggets for a year. I said it. It's what? out. They told me that I can say that. And 10% off your first box when you sign up today. Chicken nuggets free yeah, for a year? Nuggies, the nuggies for wow. a year. And the team of lawyers signed off on that. Yeah, I, that's, that's amazing. What they, that's what they obviously told. have no clue how many chicken nugs uh, I can put down when I'm in the mood. Well, I've seen it. It's inspiring and terrifying. Terrifying. I yep. think that's why we weren't <laughs> eligible for this offer, honestly. <laughs> that's where I really do have to consult legal because yeah. I know we can put down some nuggies. That's right. All right. So let's recap. Yeah. That's, 22, that's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free chicken nuggets in every order for a year Yeah, when you sign up at butcherbox.com slash dadville and use the code dadville. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up. Yeah, I got a nod. Okay. One of them's on his phone, but the other nodded. Uh, <laughs> just head to claim this deal at butcherbox.com dadville. That's slash dadville. And use the code. Guess what? Dadville. Yep. One more time. Just so you, because this is a lot of, is at stake here, guys. <laughs> just head to butcherbox.com slash dadville and use the code dadville for free chicken nuggets. Do you realize you just did a pun with the steak line? What was the what was the book? You said lots of steak and butcher Oh box. come God, on. You're so good. It's your natural. I'm so in it, I don't even know. It's the water I swim in, dude. <laughs> Dave. John, we all love summer, and our oh, kids yeah. especially love summer, but yep. we lose that consistent schedule of when kids are in school. And that yep. can create some summer child care problems. You know what? Thankfully, though, Dave, <gasps> there's a solution. What? Windy. That's W-Y-N-D-Y. Listen, it's an app that connects families to college student nannies literally in minutes. These nannies are background checked, interviewed, and honestly, just awesome, Dave. That's right, John. And Wendy has been around for seven years and has been used by over 20,000 families. There are hundreds of qualified college student nannies on Wendy near you, working full or part-time. All you have to do is go to wendy.com slash dadville to start searching for a nanny. And as a special offer, they're going to knock off 50 bucks off your search if you go through that link. Wendy provides top-notch service, but at a fraction of the cost of traditional nanny agencies Ooh. and no ongoing fees. Okay, so here's how it works. Go to wendy.com slash dadville to start your search. A Wendy concierge will find great matches for your job and set up interviews for you. You can choose the one you like. Get started now because there are a lot of parents out there looking for nannies for the summer. That's right. Go to wyndy.com slash dadville. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. gosh i didn't know you could stretch that far that's amazing i can't that's actually a friend of mine <laughs> oh, yeah. wow wow do you speaking of your friends do uh-huh. you ever bring your kids to the grocery store oh dave that's like the rookiest of rookie mistakes oh. no in fact you shouldn't even bring yourself to the grocery store whoa it's Thrive Market all the way, Dave. That was a trick question, and that is also uh. the right answer, John. <laughs> Thrive Market is our go-to for all our grocery and household essentials and the convenience of ordering everything on their website or app and getting everything delivered to your doorstep quickly is a huge stress reliever. Huge stress reliever. And the products are amazing. Mm-hmm. Plus, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks and trust that you're getting high-quality products mm. so that you can shop worry-free. Yes. I don't like to shop worried. You know what <laughs> I mean? Worry shopping is the worst. <laughs> you just place an order for some gluten-free items, like using the gluten-free filter. Ooh. Boom. It just gives you all the gluten-free stuff. Wow. I got Fit Joy grain-free pretzels. Yeah. P.I.P. corn white cheddar cheese balls. Guys, for those of us in the loop, it's called pip corn. No, no, no. I call it... 
PIP. It's a, again a Midwestern <laughs> regional thing. <laughs> totally. And I got some Lotus ramen noodles. You are off. You're just off. You're, I'm off to cra- the races. You are Dave. crazy. Jo- <laughs> Not only do I save time shopping as a Thrive Market member, I also save money on every single grocery order. Over thirty percent each time on average. That's they crazy. even have a price match guarantee and a deals page that changes weekly. That's right, Dave. In fact, on my last order, not to be you know competitive about it, but my last order of gluten-free items, the cost was $46. I saved 11 bucks. <sighs> I saved 10 last time. Plus, when you join Thrive Market, and you can enjoy it and join it, John. I was trying to make both those it's words It's not work. an either or. It's, you can, guys, it's choose your own adventure, okay? And when you join and enjoy Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. Save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash dadville for 30% off your first order plus free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash dadville. Thrivemarket.com slash dadville. And join today. So, like, as far as, like, moments during the show, like, like skits you were in, even as, as like, you know, be, you know, kind of not the main character or the main character, what are some of your favorite funniest moments and or, like, you know, it fell apart quickly and it was funny because of that? Like, when you think back. <laughs> well, those are very different questions. Like, now, when I was on the show, like, I had favorites. Now, when I think back, it's, like, it changes, but, like... I have like now I think I have like my real highlights like, you know, back then I was like this and this. But now it's like, Mm. you know, the Mother's Day show with my mom, like, you know, like that, like that's nuts like that. Mm. I don't understand still. And like. Things like that. And like there's a bunch of moments like Sarah, like I I do all my interview moments like 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 these these moments that happened that actually Mm. happened, but they weren't really like life-changing moments it's just like a good story like I, the first time the very first time i did update and like as a big nerd i was like oh my god i'm about to be on weekend update and i was a character i was the moose in the sarah palin rap it was amy's last show and sarah palin was there and they did the rap and i was just a moose who walked in and got shot and fell over i'm walking down the hall and in my mind i'm literally walking in my mind going in my mind going like i'm about to do weekend update for the first time like i can't believe it i have the moose head Uh in my hand and she comes around the corner with two security guards and i haven't met her yet and she just walks by me and without saying a word without looking at me just goes moose like that (laughs) with her hands and just walks away and it was i was just like what like what <laughs> this is your life you're like this yeah, is my and it life was just like it's just it like like moments like that like you know like john mccain yeah. tapping me on the shoulder mm. and going always a pleasure horatio and i was like close not me not me but uh, uh <laughs> close. <laughs> like those like there's little things like that that i love telling but like when you said that like the moments of like i i have a i don't know why i thought of this but this is one like you said a moment and it just popped into my head I have this really distinct memory all of a sudden of when Josh Brolin was hosting. It was the last sketch of the night. We were tired. It was a weird sketch and it was bombing. And it was all it was, was he was the manager or he was our boss. And we were all sitting at like a long table and you know how like, and he was giving a speech where he was like, you know how teachers sometime give their students like the day to just go we're having school outside and his whole thing as the boss was like well it's a beautiful fall day so we're gonna have work outside and we're gonna go look at all the leaves all the rusts the beautiful colors the buttery rusts who's with me and the whole joke was everyone was like nah i kind of want to work inside like my computers and he and he just kept trying to entice everybody to go outside with the colors of the flowers and he just kept saying buttery rusts and every time he did we all started laughing, but no one laughed. And like, I don't know why, but just the second you said, like, is there a moment? Like when you said that, like, I just had this very distinct memory of like, that was a fun moment because it was like, 
the first time I remember looking at like Fred or like Amy and them and like kind of giggling and like not really caring that I was on TV and being like, guys, yeah. we're bombing. <laughs> like, you know, like it was like a real. It's just. Yeah, no, sorry. I just thought of that. Like those yeah. those little moments. There's a little moment in my first show like where you could see me. Uh, it was the first time. Um, it was the second time Will Forte had done that coach character. Um and like I remember sitting home, sitting at home, watching oh him do gosh. that coach character with Peyton Manning and being like, this is the funniest thing in the world. And then yeah. in my first episode, he did it the second uh. time and I was in it. And there's a moment like on camera where you see me like I'm looking at Will and I go like you see my eyes like literally go like, oh, my God, because it's the moment where I go. Oh, I used to watch this and now I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like a weird. That's amazing. Weird. That's amazing. Where was yeah, I, it was like Space Camp. That first episode was like, this is the best. And then every episode after that was like. Oh. <laughs> 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 OK, I've got I have one last. I mean, I That's have amazing. like 30 more SNL questions, but I'm just going to ask <laughs> one last one is. So, OK, the sketch that you just described with Josh Brolin were. I'm I'm laughing hysterically as you're describing that, but it wasn't working, right? It was bombing. Yeah, are there? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Are there? Do you have any ideas? This is like the our version of this would be like the song that I know is a hit, and I just whenever I play it for friends or producers, they're like, I don't know, I don't, and I'm always like, it's just not in the right key or something, or it's got to be on a different guitar or something. Do you have sketches like that that just never made it? But you're like, I, I need to find a show for this sketch. Yeah, of course. Well, that that's it. That's 100 percent. You got to write the whole thing. You write something and you pitch it for, with the wrong host and it doesn't make it. But you pitch it with the right host and all of a sudden it's a SNL classic. Like, you, you know, yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Like oh, there's wow. or you see like. If you go, I would go when we first got there, there was a database of every sketch. So I would go watch all the dress rehearsals of like famous sketch or like, you know, like the rehearsals for Chippendales of just them rehearsing and oh hours. And you're just like, oh my, I, my first month on the show, I didn't go home. I stayed in my office. I slept there because I was like, I'm going to watch Chris Farley rehearse the Chippendale sketch <laughs> and like. It was the best. And but then you realize like, oh, it, that didn't do very well at dress, you know, or like, why did it do well on air? And like some things just click most. I would say most 100 percent for that for me is David Pumpkins. David Pumpkins at dress was this weird like we don't know what like we wrote this weird thing. We hope it works. And Tom Hanks just wasn't like he didn't know what it was. And then yeah. in, but somewhere in between dress and air, he went, it. I'm just going to have a good time. And that's what made it work. Plus yeah. the timing of like it was the week before tr Trump got elected. And I think it was so silly that people were just like, that made me laugh. I don't know why, but I don't care. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> I don't like I think a week before <laughs> or after maybe it doesn't become a Halloween yeah. costume. Like, right. you know, like I can't explain it. But when I go to I during the pandemic. uh. You know, first time not trick-or-treating. My first time my daughter wanted to trick-or-treat. I was like, oh, this stinks. But we have to do a drive-through thing. Yeah. And yeah. it's in L.A. So we yeah, pull up yeah. to this drive-through thing. It's the most post-apocalyptic experience of my life. I've, I'm a, like almost <laughs> in tears as a father going like, this is our lives now. And I yeah. pull up and the first thing I see is a 16-year-old kid dressed as David Pumpkins with a with one of those like mass uh, collectors like a big long stick with a basket on the end of it and uh -huh. he tells and he goes roll down your or roll open your uh, the sunroof and he just dumped candy in our sunroof <laughs> and i was like i was like this is this is this is really bizarre <laughs> another moment like this is my life it's all yeah, gonna be super, okay super weird so not all sheep are boring this book bobby i mean it's it's really really great like Thanks. it's it's so funny and also i just want to add that i don't trust pierre also he seems shifty no no one does you there. shouldn't um yeah, yeah so so what what got you why do the book his, like what was secret the... is murder no i just got <laughs> they're gonna take the book <laughs> <Just now. laughs> spoiler alert <Yeah. laughs> like what was the impetus and and what 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 made you want to do that and to just like the subject matter what what if you're gonna do a book which then you decided to do why do you know this this idea that boring versus not boring and you know like what what is that? Um, I think it was 
it was the pandemic. I was looking for jobs that didn't involve me being around a bunch of people. <laughs> uh, I had been <laughs> writing a bunch of stuff and I had, I had an idea for like a children's book, like a, a higher grade thing. And I pitched that idea and they, they, uh, they said, we don't necessarily like that, but if you have like a children's book idea, let us know. And I was like, I kind of do, but I didn't, you know, like, well, I was like, I'll get back to you. And then I was talking to my daughter one night and, just started thinking about counting sheep and just started laughing about like, why sheep? Like, are they yeah. like, why yeah. specifically sheep? Like, are they like canonically boring? Like, or something like, is like, is there something like, <laughs> I didn't understand that. <laughs> I didn't understand why sheep were getting such a bad rap. And then I just thought mm -hmm. it was funny. Like I pretty much just stole the idea of the, um, that the monster at the end of the book. I love the idea of like a whole book of like, there's no monster, there's no monster, there's no monster. And then you get to the end of the book, it's a monster. And it was Grover the whole time. <laughs> it just made yeah. me laugh. So I just, w wouldn't it be funny to go, they're not boring. They're not boring. Uh, a little toad is a narrator who just keeps trying to tell you they're not boring, but then bores himself and falls asleep <laughs> because sheep are boring. <laughs> there were so many little, little lines like the the way that you wrote like for example uh here he was the one with secrets right yeah so period many period secrets yeah. like little subtle things that when i was reading it, i was like the, the book is genuinely making me laugh i'm like i wonder is this does this translate to my kids is my seven-year-old gonna gonna pick up on that I I, I have to read to my daughter. Before. I wrote myself a monologue to read to my daughter before bed. <laughs> I just tried to write myself like the way I talk to my daughter, a yeah. funny way of talking about sheep and doing different sheep voices. I just wanted to give um, people a, a, a monologue to do for their children before they go to oh. bed. <laughs> OK, so do you do you do voices when you're reading to your daughter? I do. Yeah, we do. We, I mean, me and my daughter, like we just improv all day long. It's like it's it's the it's the worst one on one improv show all day long. Yeah. <laughs> well, because I read to my daughter, I have two daughters, seven and ten. I read to them at night and they often will be like, Daddy, do the voices. But I'm like, if I were reading this at lunchtime, I'm voices all day. But at seven thirty, eight o'clock, I'm exhausted. Voices. The opposite. She goes dead ass up. <laughs> That's what happens here. She tells me to stop. Like like some of the voices, she it's more her telling me what voices to do. And then when I make a choice, she goes, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not doing it right. Not that one, please. This one, yeah. please. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what's so interesting, too, because I think about you and your wife are performers like that. That that is a double shot. Yeah, double-edged you know? sword as well, because yeah. we have to do a lot of watching and a lot of we've created a, a monster. Um. So so that's what's happened is that you got because, oh, yeah. you know, it's interesting because, like, you know, I, none of my kids seem to be leaning musically at all, which is fine with me. But I mean, you know, three zero for three is it's a little sad. But I'm wonder, but I, I was wondering with y'all because again, both of y'all, you have his daughter, but it looks like it's doubled down on her. Like she's. Got uh, the I full. don't know if she'll be an act. She, she I will say, she can one hundred percent. She could be on any television show right now on the WB. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, just, kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't know why I picked you, WB. You're fine. I, Please don't hire me. Um, uh, I just thought it was funny to say. Um, yeah. Uh, she could she's hilarious but I but she doesn't like it's not like she's like she yeah. did a school play and she came to the I was like oh, I can't wait to see this and she was like super shy and I was like oh that's adorable like it like it there's no like uh, she doesn't want to get on a stage and perform Huh. But she loves, but she's just very free mm -hmm. and open and loves playing. Like, and my wife is a, a beautiful singer, beautiful, mm. stunning singer. And she unfortunately got my ear, I think. Um, <laughs> she, uh, like, we were hoping, I, I think my, we were all like <laughs> hoping she would come out singing like Little Mermaid and like she got the Moynihan voice. Yeah. But she's a, but she's like a, she's, but she's like my wife. She can do an impression like my wife. My wife is a mimic. Like my wife has an wow, ear really? for music. Yo, yeah. She, and my daughter can do that. I cannot. She does better impressions than I do. It's crazy. So, so what is that like having two parents that are in the space y'all are in? Like what, what is that like parenting? What is that like in marriage? Is that like, you know, th that's just an interesting, both y'all do it is so fascinating to me, you know? Yeah, I, I feel like I'm, I don't, I, I'm just going to say, because I'm, I, right now, I'm super happy. Like, we're about to have, uh, we're about to have another kid. I don't know if I've ever said that. Oh, yet. congrats. And like, oh, congrats. I'm super, <laughs> thank you. I'm super, super, we're all super happy. And like, my daughter's five and a half now. 
and like at prime like silly improv age so like our house is super super fun like we just started playing guess who a lot and like, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it's, just a, it's just a new fun time yeah. and she's real excited about sister coming and like she's uh, it's great. awesome it's a really wonderful fun time right now yeah two two girls is the best man I can't wait. I yeah, yeah. It's the best. I can't so wait. what what has becoming a dad uh been like for you in terms of like your ambition professionally? Uh, it's made me extremely lazy. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it changed so much for me. It was yeah, like it, I need so much less from my career now. Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm always curious how it affects other people. Uh, yeah, it, I, 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 like I used, like I said, it was SNL was my child and now it's not anymore. I have, Mm, I have real Mm. child, real children, real problems. I wish somebody had told me about real problems when I was at SNL. Um, uh, I wasn't, I was a a child in space camp for 10 years and, uh, um, any old cast members who are listening and, and, and think I was weird. (laughs) That's what happened. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah, no, it completely changes everything because now it's just also like what parts you take and like like mm, what you say right. changes. Like, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, oh, I would do that if I didn't have a daughter, but thank you very much. Like, you know, or I, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. like uh, I don't know if I want her to see that, like, you know, or and then there's stuff where I go like, oh, no, I, she's like now she's five. And I'm like, I, I can see myself explaining this to her now yeah so I'll, yeah. i don't mind doing it when she's 16 <laughs> yeah right that, that right, like right. i was a weed smoking manatee once you know you know what i mean or like something like <laughs> like you know like it's like it's like stuff like that where you go it just all becomes different it goes through a different filter so what do you this is another question that i always am curious with other dads like at any given night I go to bed, I lay my head on the pillow and I, I, you know, I'm always assessing my day as a dad. Like we're in the trenches of it right now, a seven and a 10 year old, you know, like we're not at the phase where like they're teenagers and they're halfway out of the house. It's like, you know, we're in the trenches. And so I, I I always am curious what other dads lay in bed at night and, and think about like, what, what is it that you need to do? on any given day to feel like you were a good dad today. You know what I mean? What are the things that you lay in and worry about as a dad kind of thing? Well, that's weird. I think sometimes they're unnecessary and it's more telling myself to not worry about stuff or to go not, don't worry about that now because that's pointless because like you can't control the earth climate. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So don't worry about like, is having another kid bad because there's going to be like no space in a year? Like, are you you know like, like thinking about like weird apocalyptic things like that stuff. But like, recently like i i've all of a sudden very just started going like oh it never dawned on me like teenagers in la versus like teenagers in new york like and how like if i if i if i really wanted to make that move before it affected my you know like just where they're growing up and like certain things like that like uh Mm -hmm. that 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 kind of stuff you know i think every dad sits there and tries to uh, figure out how like i i i i have this weird thing of just like both of my parents passed away very close to each other like shortly after my daughter six months after my daughter was born Mm -hmm. so it was this very awful experience to have to go through and Mm -hmm. uh i started going to therapy and a bunch of it all happened after snl so mm. I think about that a lot that like, I'll never get to sit down with my parents and go like, ah, oh, man, like I, I have such a better grasp on life now. And I have so many different kinds of questions to ask you guys and I'll never right. get to do that. Yeah. Wow. So like, that's what I think about is like, make this like, I almost plan out, like, it's my job to tell her this kind of information mm. so that that's what she can use when I'm gone. Because like my yeah. only job yeah. now my only job now is to set her up for when I'm not around anymore. And how do I best do that with my time now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there will yeah. be a time and like, I'm having another kid. I'm 46. Like, you know, like, like mm. there, you know, like I'm older, like, you know, it's like there, there will be a time when I, when I, when I'm not around and, and I have, yeah. I've experienced that now and ha- the devastation of it and go mm. like, 
oh, I don't want her to feel like so lost. Right. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. I just try and fill her with like, you're going to, these are the rules and you're going to be okay. Not like, not these are the rules for like, you know, so, yeah. Now I'm thinking <laughs> about it too much, but you know what I mean? <laughs> Not a heavy I mean, subject for Dadville. Come on, yeah, they, come on, come on. Hey, I can't imagine. Our goal is to make hard... you cry, man. You know? Yeah, that's it. We got you know, ten more minutes. Go, Dave. I, I can't yeah. imagine losing both parents that quickly. That would have been so hard. Yeah, no, it was fine. No, no, no it was. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah, no, it was the worst. It was the worst. Uh, mm. It was. Uh, yeah. Dad was sick, and I, I, we knew it was coming, and like he had. Mm. I think he stayed long enough to meet the baby, and then went like all right good job yeah, wow. and then and then yeah. kind of bowed out a little bit is how it went and mom uh had been taking care of him so long she didn't take care of herself six months later and that was mm-hmm. it I don't, it was a very a mm-hmm. sudden uh unexpected thing and like changed everything so so many different yeah. things but like um that was five years ago now my daughter's almost six like i'm mm-hmm. almost 46 and like but it has changed me in the sense of like in the sense of that, I don't, I, I definitely used to, I, I realize now that what I took for granted and what I, it's, it's easier to, it's easier to not be such a, a mess, like, you know, like a selfish idiot. It was a lot easier yeah, to be a selfish yeah, fool. Yeah, <laughs> it makes it yeah. a lot harder now. Yeah. There's so much that I, I feel like you learn, that you don't really learn until you have kids about your relationship with your parents, for sure. Well, it, I, it's like, it's like giving birth to a mirror you realize a, a mirror that mm. grows up with you slowly and shows you mm. what you and your chosen partner have done. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. uh, a walking accountability. Well, you know, I was yeah. going to say really quickly, and then we got a couple questions and we'll release you to the wild. Um, did, have you found, I mean, do you, do you have siblings? Yes. Okay. Yes. Are I they still in New York? Yeah. She's still she's in the great. Okay. Yeah. Th- th- that's the thing that I've always wondered about is when something like that happens and you're living in LA, obviously, and you're, you know, on the other side of the country from New York, but you know, does it feel like that, that your anchor there has changed now that they're not there? You know what I mean? Is it a weird? Feeling yes. Kind of well, like- it definitely, I mean like, yes, it, it, it was also one of those things. Like I left and went like, I love you. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, I de- there definitely won't be a three year pandemic. Like, you, yeah, you know, right, like it was right, like that wasn't right. like, you know, like I flew back and forth when my parents died. My daughter threw, flew from L.A. to New York 30 times before she was two years, like one year old. Um, oh, oh, my gosh. Because like we were going through so much with with that. And like, right. so I was back and forth all the time. It wasn't a huge deal. And then the pandemic hit. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen my sister in two years. Like it was it was yeah, like wow. that was crazy but now try and go back as much as possible but the last time i went back i burst i was like i want to come back <laughs> like so yeah, bad yeah. like mm, i grew up in yeah. new york I, I i miss it a great great deal um okay so we always first of all thank you a billion times for being on yes man you thank you legend. for listening this is and we'll start recording here in a minute i feel like that was a great no no sweat through. no sweat um, i can't wait <laughs> so, I can't so, wait to get started. Can I go through my parents' death again? No. <laughs> oh, geez. it won't be hard the second time so, around. It won't be hard. No. <laughs> yeah, it's so much easier. Um, but if you could cry, that'd be great. Just FYI. Um, just just no, hate, uh, hate So, so I'll ask the first and the last two questions. First one: uh, What's the one thing that you want your girl and soon-to-be girls to know? Wow. Uh, how, just what I want them to know, I guess just no, like no, just to keep going. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Like, I I think at this point, like if I have, if I, if you said like, you could only tell them two words, I'd say, keep going. (laughs) Like that's that's like, that's all you can do right now. Is it because I don't know. I have no idea what's going on. Mm -hmm. No one's perfect. Like we're all, I love you. You're, you're, you're safe. I'm here. Keep going. Mm. Everything's going to be all right. Because I think that's what I would tell myself, I hope. Yeah, uh, that's great. Maybe that's the title of your second children's book. Keep going. No, it's uh, 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 Fatso the Silly Bat. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I don't know. Okay, uh, yeah, so this is, this, is the, this is the very last question. And then selfishly, I have one last little asterisk question after gotcha. this question. But last question. Uh, what do you want your girls to say at your funeral? Oh gosh, 
Finally. No, um, uh, <laughs> it's been good seeing y'all. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's that is quite possibly the funniest slash rudest question I've ever been asked in my entire life. <laughs> How dare you make me think of that? Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll have them sing Rainbow Connection and, and, oh and make and make everyone kill themselves. Yeah, just so sad. So sad. Finally, it was a great answer. That's that was amazing. perfect. That's amazing. Well, okay. Well, I selfishly wanted to have you tell. I heard the story that you told about when you and Seth. It played at Madison Square Garden at that one. What was the concert? It was a charity concert. It was a Sandy Relief concert, the 1212 yeah, yeah, yeah. concert. Yeah. And you guys, it was like a seven hour concert, and you were going, you had gone on right after Power Five and a half in between Kanye West and Billy Joel, who no one from New Jersey was waiting to see. And right. uh, <laughs> and uh Kanye was in a black mask and a, a kilt. And just for the last like minute and a half of his set, he just like guttural screamed and then dropped the mic. And then out came America's drunk uncle <laughs> to complete silence. A sea of people got up to get beers in complete indifference. <laughs> yeah. I performed to uh. the back of everyone's head at Madison Square Garden as they were going to get beer. <laughs> How long were you guys on stage? Do you remember? 17 years. <laughs> oh <my God>. like, <laughs> uh, it was uh, probably told... it was probably about five and a half minutes, which was about two minutes too long already. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, so you I, I saw the clip of when you came on Seth's show and you were talking about that story. And the best part I feel like is that you just walked off stage like down the regular stairs. I walked. I completely avoided the green room, walked into the main lobby dressed as drunk uncle and just walked through Madison Square Garden because I'd been there. Like, that's the part I know. I don't know right. the backstage area. So right. I just I just did not. want. Well, by the way, five minutes before I went on, they made me get dressed before I went. So I'm dressed as drunk uncle. Standing with uh -huh. the Rolling Stones, Bill Clinton, Katie Holmes, uh, Brian Williams in a room full of like in a, J Jimmy Fallon. I was like, get me out of here. And the five seconds before I went on, Chris Rock came up to me and was like, don't do it, man. They're going to kill you. And I was just like, you no, are right. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Don't um, do it, man. And I just, yeah, I walked down the stairs and I walked home from Madison Square Garden to 47th and 9th and dressed as drunk uncle in complete silence. Oh. <laughs> I got a, a I got a phone story. call. I'm sitting on my couch. I was I, I was sitting on my couch dressed as drunk uncle and my phone rang and they said, your car's here to pick you up. And I said, I'm home already. And I hung up the phone. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, but that see, you know, if if that set had gone pretty well, if it was like a solid B plus of a set, we wouldn't we wouldn't we be talking wouldn't about be here it, giggling. You know, that's true. That's completely giggling. true. That, that set has given more joy over ten years than a, yeah. than a solid. Yeah. Set I hope so. Been. I hope so. Yeah, it's it's giving it's giving joy to people outside of Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I, yeah, not it because it definitely wasn't happening inside. Yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. wasn't happening inside. Man, thank you so much for doing this. This was an <laughs> thank honor you chatting. so much, Bobby. Such an honor to hang. No sweat, guys. Such, Such a honor. pleasure. Yeah, and congrats yeah. on the new baby. Thank you. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs>